three. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the premiere of our brand new podcast, The Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And uh, yes, do not adjust uh, your uh, televisions. We are actually live right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a little bit rainy. It's a little bit stormy today for our premiere episode. I don't know, do, you have, do you have thunder and lightning going on on your end, Jeremy? Oh yeah, we've been getting uh, the lightning show and the thunderstorms. Huge, huge drops of rain coming down. So yeah, it's been fun. Been out on the porch watching it. <laughs> How huge are they? <laughs> Sorry. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like we never skipped a beat, did we? Like, you know, we were on that other podcast, and then we're back. We're here now, and... Uh, well, it's because I it's... can't get rid of you. I have to deal with you every day anyway, so I figure, you know, might as well put it on uh, and let people like a... watch me torture you. <laughs> well, I'm like a bad penny, bro. I always turn up. I mean, come on. You know, it's it's one of those things that you just can't... You, you can't get rid of me, you know? I mean, would you want to, though? That's the real question. Yes. But Joni won't let me. Well... <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I hate you. Anyways, uh, we're, we're right here on this uh, brand new podcast where we're going to be talking a little bit about entertainment, sports, uh, a little bit of politics, a little bit of uh, sex talk if we, uh, you know, <laughs> feeling a little frisky, um, <laughs> which Jeremy always feels a little frisky. It's weird. I was going to say, that's pretty much every day. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, and so, yeah, we're just uh, we're just gonna go ahead and have fun with this podcast. And hey, Jeremy, did you like hear about what happened earlier today? Facebook and Instagram were down for six hours. Could you imagine how many people were going bananas during those six hours? Oh, I'm sure people were absolutely losing their minds. I mean, they've uh, people become so dependent on social media that I'm sure people didn't know what to do with themselves. I, I am barely on. I mean, you know me. I'm am rarely on social media so i happened to get on because i got a message from a friend and i couldn't connect i couldn't get on anything i was like oh that's strange and then i started hearing that there's like a i couldn't care less i'll check the message later i don't live my life like that where i'm like oh my god i gotta know this second you know that's right i forgot you live with like you know smoke signals and little twigs and everything like that right yeah basically it's from my my childhood you know the ancient (laughs) The olden times. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just crazy because I mean, so many people were like going bananas over it. I mean, this is this is this is an outage. This outage hasn't really happened in a long time, I don't think. Um, and like, it, it affected everything for some reason. I mean, it says on on Variety.com, it says uh, Facebook appeared to have fixed networking issues that made it its flagship app, as well as Instagram and WhatsApp. Unusable Monday in an outage lasting more than six hours. Uh, users reported uh, a spike in problems assessing Facebook's family, or I'm sorry, accessing Facebook's uh, family of services starting around 11:30 in the morning. That right there, to me, 
is disaster for so many uh, companies uh, involving, like, you know, uh, entertainment, I mean, TMZ. I, it's funny because when I got up there, I went ahead and checked uh, Facebook, and I thought it was me. I thought I was like, huh, you're screwing with me right now, ain't you, Facebook? I mean, you know, <laughs> we're going to premiere today, and you're not working with me, right? Okay, fantastic. Yeah. I look up at the sky. I'm like, good one, God. I mean, you know, it's it's. I'm glad that we uh, finally fi- they finally fixed it, and uh, best good timing too. So I mean, it, it could be better. I mean, well, you 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 need it more than anybody. I mean, I know that you want to go ahead and check how Britney Spears is doing with the whole free Britney movement. Well, now, while I may not care about the social media aspect of it. Because yeah. I, I am not somebody who checks his social media every day or every hour. I just couldn't care less most of the time. True. But I do really support the Free Britain movement. You and I have talked about this. I've Very known true. too many friends who grew up in the industry being taken advantage of by their parents, by their guardians, by their managers, by mm-hmm. all these people. And watching what has gone on with her has infuriated me. It really has. Um, having people who stand to gain from her being kept under a conservatorship in charge of her conservatorship. You know, having that person in charge of the conservatorship is a big no-no. Huge red flags. Um, So, I mean, I'm a a huge supporter of the Free Britney movement. The fact that her father's been officially removed from the conservatorship makes me thrilled. Uh, Maybe she can get some decent people in there who actually care about her well-being rather than just trying to make a buck off well, here's hoping. I mean, at the end of the day, it just, it seems that, I mean, she's happy. That's the important part for her to be happy, Absolutely. for her to be safe, for her to be mentally like stable with whoever decides to take over. And oh, and by the way, uh, everybody who's watching, you can go ahead and uh, comment, join the conversation. This is an interactive podcast. So everybody could go ahead and join in on conversation. If you have questions or anything like that, I'll go ahead and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, call you out on it. <laughs> I'll be like, Hey, hey, that person's saying this, this, this. One. So, uh, go ahead and feel free. Join in the conversation. You're more than welcome to. Um, but yeah, going back to, uh, this, uh, the free Britney movement, it's been going on for a long time. I think that the documentary had a lot to do with it. Uh, when it, when it came to, uh, showing just how, how crazy this, this whole situation is with her, her conservatorship, everything. It's just, it's just maddening. I mean, somebody telling her what to wear, what to say, how to say it, what to do, you know, where, how to walk. You know, I mean, these, these are things that you pretty much tell a child that you're, that you're trying to raise. I I was going to say, it sounds like my childhood in the industry exactly what it sounds like it's one of the reasons why i ran away from the business for you know a while when i hit high school and college because i was sick of being told what to do 24 7 what i could wear how i had to have my hair and what i could do where i could go could i go to this party could i go to that event could i do this i'm like i'm i'm a freaking 18 19 year old kid i'm on my own i'm making my decisions screw this you know and the thing is it wasn't I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut I'm sorry to cut no, you off. Know, I was just gonna say I wanna know how living like that they believed that that was somehow beneficial for her mental health. You know, that's True. that's I call bullshit on that. I'm sorry. I that that doesn't that doesn't compute at all. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the worst part about this whole situation, like with your situation per se, is that the people that were telling you what to do and everything else, they weren't even your parents. 
Cause, cause I know, I know your mom. She was, you know, she's like a very free spirited person. So I couldn't see it her telling you what to of, do. It was one of the parents. It was my stepdad. Ah, so he was. I mean, given it was also the producers, the managers, the publicists, and all that. Um, you, know, you have many, many people who have an opinion about your life when you're in this business as a kid or as an adult. Um, but no, my my step idiot was the one who who really made it unbearable because it never stopped it was at home too yeah and and just for for all of you uh that are tuning in that don't know who this gentleman is uh jeremy miller was on the long running show growing pains he played little ben siever on the show he's also the he was also the voice of linus uh, in the Peanuts game. So that's just for uh, all who don't know. Yeah, there he is. He's the, and your screensaver has the Peanuts on it, too. I remember that we were, we were setting everything up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I know you like Peanuts. Well, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but this is the sex talk. No, I'm just this is the sex talk. <laughs> but being a part of that was one of the things I am absolutely most proud of. I mean, Peanuts and the Snoopy legacy. I mean, dating back to the cartoon strips and all the TV specials yeah. to have gotten to be a, a small part of that for a time was just an incredible honor and still one of the things I'm most proud of. That's why I'm, I'm still so obsessed with the Peanuts game. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't blame you. Actually, I mean, I'll never forget the forget the big pumpkin, uh, the big pumpkin the uh, great movie. Pumpkin. The great, the great punk. Yeah, that that one, uh, that one's actually, uh, that one's actually. Uh, Linus here, get it right. Hey, it's been years, okay. <laughs> I saw it when I was like six or something like that. I was a kid I when I saw it. Year still. I, you know, I haven't seen it in years. Well, they don't put it on like they used to, and they don't advertise it up like they used to. So I think it's only shown like once each year now, and they never give you any lead up. It's like I always find out about it three days after it was on. So. Well, and, you know, it, on DVD. and okay, so you you saw the old Peanuts game. What do you think of the new one that they came out with? I mean, have you seen it? Uh, the new movie. The new movie, yeah, it just came out literally. Uh, it it came out literally two like what? Ago? Two years ago, something like that. I mean, did, I, I remember I. I remember I talked to you about that because I was like, well, we're, obviously they can't have you be Linus because your voice has got a little deeper since then. So, I mean, unless you squeeze your balls or something like, hey, how's it going? So I I'm mean, not going castrati <laughs> just for a role. Sorry. I thought you would do anything. I thought you were that type of actor. Come on. There is a line. There is a line. So, but I mean, what did you think of the new movie, though? I did enjoy it, actually. Um, now, from a nostalgia standpoint... I missed the old stuff, but I liked the direction they took it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. And if you're trying to appeal to a newer generation of Peanuts fans, I thought it was really good. And it was probably exactly what they should do. Nice. Nice. So you you approve then? I mean, you're, you're okay yeah, with no, it? Yeah, no, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. And like I said, coming from a more nostalgic point of view from my era, I missed kind of the older feel. Yeah. Uh, this was definitely a more modern take, but again, probably necessary to connect with the new generation. So of course. I thought it, I thought it was good, and I definitely enjoyed it. It was it was a fun one and something. If my kids were young, I would have shown. Them. Nice. Well, 
I mean, going to uh, talking about entertainment, uh, it would seem that uh, movies like those and everything else might have to take a back seat because, again, according to Variety.com, the International Association of Theatrical Stage Employees have voted to approve a strike authorization, which pretty much means that everything in the entertainment industry in in the film is going to be shut down tv production film everything uh the vote passed today with 98.7 percent support 90 percent turnout uh and that's uh, according to, to variety is a quote resounding outcome that the union hopes will strengthen its bargaining position i mean that's huge right now i mean especially during a pandemic that you know, there's there's people that that don't have work and everything. That's going to be tempting for a lot of people to try to cross the picket line to go ahead and get jobs in that industry. It is going to be tempting for people, but I have to believe that's part of their strategy. Mm-hmm. Hollywood's just recovering, just beginning to recover. Productions are just going back into production and getting working again. And I, I guarantee that's part of why they're doing it right now. It gives them a hell of a bargaining position. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lived through three of these strikes when I was working, uh, two of them on growing pains, the writer's strike and the Teamster's strike. Um, Teamster's strike, definitely more scary. <laughs> uh, I bet. Power. Oh, man, they cut our power. We were, really? in the middle of re- we were in the middle of rehearsals, producer rehearsals, and they cut our power to the lot. Wow. They cut cables and stuff. They were uh, putting nails in the driveways when we'd drive into work. They, oh yeah, the Teamsters were not happy that production was continuing while they were striking. Um, so I've lived through this twice, and it's very difficult for somebody in the business. It really is. Um, for an actor who's making tons of money, not really a big deal. I mean, you know, if they're smart with their money, they're going to be fine. But the production crews, the writers, all the people behind the scenes, this is murder for. Oh, I can imagine. I could imagine, especially right now. I mean, like, it's one of those things where there's so many pro- pro- uh, projects in the works right now that this is really going to hurt a lot of those projects, especially. I mean, last year it was the pandemic. This year it's a strike. I mean, it's it's not exactly a good time for it, in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think? Well, depends on which side you're looking at it from, because as I as I said, I believe that's why they're doing it now. They know this gives them an incredible bargaining position. This gives them a lot of leverage because people are hurting and people need to get back to work. So is it the most ethical thing to do it right now when people are struggling and people really need that that you know paycheck? No, probably not. But if you're looking at it from their point of view where they're trying to you know get the best deal they can for their union members, there's no better time for them to be doing it than right now because again it gives them all the leverage in the world productions need to get moving yeah yeah and i mean at this point actually you know what to be honest it is an intelligent way to to go about it simply for the fact of the matter that there is a need for them right now It could either be good or bad. It could be one way or where we don't know exactly if it's going to actually work. I mean, it it should because again, you know, there's people that 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 need these projects. I mean, we just again we just ended a lockdown that pretty much stopped a lot of these a lot of these um 
a lot of these projects from coming out and everything. And so it's going to be one of those things where we definitely we definitely need them to work for these projects. And I guess, like like you said, it, it could be a bargaining chip right now because they're like, well, you kind of sort of need us. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, what are you going to do? The, I mean, the economy screwed up. So, Well, we got a lot of people that are uh, coming in right now. Uh, Ryan Wesley is saying hello, Jeremy. Uh, Cindy Stark is saying hi, friend. Uh, we got uh, Jeffrey Mark saying break a leg, my friend. Uh, you know, uh, we have a lot of people that are in the chat right now. Larry Thomas, good to see you, Jeremy. No one wants to say hello to me. <laughs> Marcy Lynn is saying hi, Jeremy. Good friend Larry Thomas there, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That would be the soup Nazi. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, so you have a, Nice, man. I mean, you have a lot of people here uh, that are saying hello. Brian Evans is... Uh, Brian Evans put a little dancing emoji on there so that's that's always As fun one to... talented human being maybe we'll get lucky we'll get him <laughs> on here at some point uh and uh ryan wesley says uh, tell ben i said hi a lot of people i got a question for you. you got do you have a lot of people that are always saying you know uh, uh you know hi uh, ben or anything like that oh yeah it still happens i mean i have friends who will still occasionally call me ben how you did it like a year ago or something I did not you did so and Those you were like lies you were like what the hell did i just say so was i it drunk we won't talk about that that's that's <laughs> that's private stuff but, i mean uh, but i do miss it <laughs> but um yeah, no, it happens all the time. I mean, I even it doesn't I bother have friends you. who I've known. Well, no, because it's it's my other name. I mean, I still answer. If I'm walking down the street and somebody goes, "Hey Ben," I'm gonna turn my head. I mean, it's it's still one of my names. It's still something people refer to me to as, and it, it, it's never bothered me. Uh, people always apologize. They you know they'll call me Ben and then oh I'm sorry Jeremy. I, Anything. No, I'm sorry, asshole. Oh no, that's me. You're the <laughs> asshole. I'm the that's right. I keep forgetting that part. I, you know, we 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 were actually going to do a, a podcast like that too. <laughs> asshole and prick. We sound we sound like a we sound like a superhero combo. Asshole and prick to the rescue. Anyways, I would watch that. Right. <laughs> I think a lot of people would. Um, we also have uh, actually that's this is a good segue. Uh, Maureen Eleven says hi, Jeremy. Go Cardinals! Had to say that since Jeremy's wearing a Dodgers jersey, <laughs> so we can oh, go ahead Maurice. and talk a little bit about that right now. Uh, especially since, there, huh? especially since the Dodgers. I mean, we're getting closer and closer to something again. Are we get? Are we getting there? Are we get? Are, do you think? Do you think we might actually make it to another championship? Do another part uh, two? Come on! I would have That's said so yes. I would have said yes unequivocally just a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. But Max Muncy just got injured in our last game of the season, and it's a bad one. Mm-hmm. It's an elbow injury, and he will be out at least for the game against the Cardinals. And True. it looks like possibly the first round against the Giants if we if we move on. That's a huge loss. Max has been one of our most consistent hitters and players all year long. Uh, the players talk about him as a calming force in the locker room and on the field. And to not have his bat in those crucial situations is a big loss for the Dodgers. They do not have anybody they can just plug in who's going to pick up that slack. Um, 
So I don't know is the honest truth. That's a hard loss. Losing Kershaw for the playoffs was rough, but with Max Scherzer and with Walker Bueller pitching as well as he is and Julio Urias just pitching out of his mind. I mean, the first Dodger 20 game winner in four or five years, at least, um, you know, that's some serious shout out to him. So I wasn't as concerned about Kershaw being out. Um, but Max being out, that definitely bothers me. Um, that's a hard loss. Can we still do it? On paper, we are still the best team in the league. Um, but I think we match up incredibly with the Giants. What scares me a little bit is for many years, the Cardinals had our number. For mm-hmm. many years. The Cardinals True. were the Dodgers' nemesis in the playoffs. And seeing them for a one-game series, which is basically a coin flip, even between a good team and a bad team, much less two good teams, a one-game series is tough. I'm a little, I'm more worried about the one-game series against uh, St. Louis than I am about possibly facing the Giants. I think our pitching staff matches up incredibly well with the Giants, and I think we can take that series. But... I'm concerned about the Cardinals, I have to admit. I actually have to agree with you with that, too. The Cardinals are definitely the team to beat and to be afraid of at the same time. So that's actually going to be... That that right there is going to be one hell of a game to watch if, of course, they get to that point. Uh, Maureen LaVon saying, uh, 17 straight wins for Cardinals. Uh, Wainwright is coming for you. Well, he's going to have to get through sure, sir. There so, you go. Uh, and then we got a couple Wayne of other a great pitcher, but uh, so sure, sir. Ryan Wesley says, Jeremy sounds highly intelligent and super cool, too, Dave. Uh, yeah, that I don't understand why you say that, Ryan. I mean, this guy, he's he's you know, he's he's winging it at this point. You are a human encyclopedia. I will admit of that. Of useless knowledge. Of useless know. knowledge. <laughs> well, in this case, it's actually not bad, not that useless. I mean, it is. We are talking about what's going on right now with the world. You know, the race for the World Series. So Man, that's. Let's. I'm going to get off the Dodgers for half a second here. How crazy was the East going down oh, yeah. to the last day? Four teams with a chance for the wild card. Now you've got the wild card, which is oh yeah. The Yankees and Boston in a one that series. That right there, I mean, that is an incredible freaking game right there. That is a classic rivalry. Classic oh, yeah, rivalry. That, that's to to possibly get a show. Now, given it'd be so much more interesting if it was a multi-game series, but to get a matchup between the Yankees and the Red Sox, and then possibly get a matchup in the first round with the Dodgers and the Giants, you would have the two greatest rivalries in baseball actually being showcased in the same playoffs. And at the, at the end of the day, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just so much, so incredible to watch because you go back, you go back to, I mean, the, there's so much history between those two teams that it's just, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Every time we we relive a brand new history, every single time, no, you know, this is going to be a great playoffs. This is this is a year that it, if you don't generally watch the baseball play, you're going to want to pay attention. This is going to be uh, a heck of a year. It's it's so it's so cute. Actually, we have a uh, Joe Andrew Montilvo that is uh, is a cheaters fan. I mean, I'm, 
Houston Astros fan. And uh, he basically said uh, there will be another Growing Pains movie before the Dodgers win a World Series. Well, I mean, if the Astros, you know, find a way to cheat again, you know, that that may be the case. Who knows? Um, I I think our guys are a little above, you know, banging on trash cans and actually being outright cheaters. So I I, exactly winning a clean championship like we did last year. You know, that that kind of makes up for it. Exactly. I'm okay with that. I can say that, uh, you know, the Houston fans can't. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, Brian Evans is saying co-Red Sox. So we have a Red Sox fan right there in the screen. Brian's a Boston guy. He loves the Red Sox. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, again, it's, it's. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a series altogether. Uh, I'm going through some of the chats here. Amber Wells says, "Hi guys, the way you speak, Jeremy, reminds me of Will Wheaton. Very articulate, uh, intentional, and well thought out. Always enjoy watching your interviews. You'd be the first, Amber. (laughs) You'd be." You'd be the Nobody first likes camera. you. Do you understand? <laughs> That's me? true. Nobody likes me. It's weird. I'm a likable guy, guys. Come on. Um, uh, <laughs> the, I, I will say one thing, though. I love Cindy Stark right now because she said something beautiful. Uh, she said, go Bruins. Even though we had a really bad weekend, which yeah, we will not we talk do? about. We, which we'll not, we will not talk about this past Let's weekend and how that went. Notre Dame. Let's see. How, how'd they do? Oh, yeah. They got and UCLA, oh, against Arizona State. I'm sorry, wow, the storm must be ruining the the, 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 the <laughs> signal here. I can't really hear BS right now. I'm not really hearing that. Hello? Are you still there? I hate you. I really... <laughs> oh, it was a beautiful weekend for me. Oh, yeah, I bet it was. But the past couple weekends haven't been, though. USC's been struggling right now with uh, with their team. I mean, ever since they said, we, you guys said goodbye to your coach, it's been a very hectic transition for the Trojans right now. Well, it hasn't been anything that I didn't expect. Nobody nobody in their right mind expected by firing Helton and putting Dante Williams, you know, as as the head coach was going to be the big turnaround. All of a sudden we were going to play like world beaters. All the same problems are still there. The recruiting was poor. I mean, we have, we're loaded with five stars and four star talent, but none of them fit together. Sure. None of them fit in a scheme. None of them, I mean, none of them have been developed. They don't play together in a scheme towards winning. It's, oh no, you're talented. Just go out there and play, you know, and that doesn't change just because you changed up coaches, you know, two games into the season. So I think that this is going to be one of those years. It's going to be up and down. They're going to have a bad game. They'll have a good game. They'll have a bad game. They'll have a good game. That's what we saw. I mean, they killed Colorado, but everybody does. Um, But then they lost the week before to Oregon State for the first time in 60 years at the Coliseum. That was was insane. That was insane. And not just lost. I mean, got hammered. Yeah. By Oregon State, really? I was shocked. I was shocked that, that I was laughing at the same time. Oh, but I'm I was sure shocked. You were just loving it, but <laughs> well, I mean, we was... were. We, I think that was the same week that UCLA got beat by by Fresno State. I think no, that, was that was the same the week, week before. Oh, that was the week before. Okay, yeah, that was Which that one hurt us a little week. bit. Each week, you guys have lost. We've won. It's it's and the way the it's going. What we've lost, but it's the way it's going. I really think that the Trojans are going to be fine eventually but again they're playing through all the same issues all the same problems they've had and very similar to ucla i mean they still have the coach who's not doing anything with them Man, but our quarterback our, our quarterback the quarterback for ucla 
Jesus, that kid can move. I mean, oh, he, he was doing move. some insane, like, scrambles out of the pocket. And I was like, dude, this this better happen. I mean, this better this this just needs to freaking happen for us with this QB. I mean, it would be a waste if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I I personally want Chip Kelly to stay there for a very long time because I'm enjoying watching him, you know, waste the talent and run you guys over the ground. Um, so I, I hope they keep Chip Kelly for a very long time. But I don't think they're going to. I mean, it's it's getting to the end. You guys have already taken a couple losses. Probably shouldn't have so far this yeah. year. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see him getting too many more chances at this point. Um, it's so. It's so weird that I've root for. Please, please, for, please keep him. I want you to keep him. I hate you. But I mean, it's 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 so weird that I root for two college teams. They both have Coach Kelly's in them. You got Brian know, Kelly. Kind of funny. <laughs> you got Brian Kelly with Notre Dame, and you got Chip Kelly with UCLA. It's freaking hilarious. Um, we have a couple of people that are commenting right now. Uh, Joe, Joe, Alec, Joe Andrew is saying no love for the Chargers playing right now. Actually, Joe, if you see the ticker right there, I'm um, keeping the score right now. It's right now 7-0. Raiders are uh, are down by a touchdown, and it's still, I believe, it's still, it's actually now the second quarter of the game. I haven't updated the tickler yet right now. That that actually, you know, if the Chargers beat the Raiders today. They, they've stopped the streak. And, of course, that's another rivalry right there between the Chargers and the Raiders. And uh, Joe's also commenting, saying, was funny seeing the Chargers booed in L.A. and the Raiders cheered. I mean, yeah, that's not shocking strange. to me. It is I, strange I, to me. Well, it's not I, shocking I, to me. Nobody, I, no, no, Raiders, no, I, I, I can't stand the Raiders either. I mean, I, I call them the traitors. So, you know, that's, that's, that's my thing. I mean, I'm a Packer fan, and my Packers did fantastic. Uh, this weekend against the Steelers, I'm okay with that. So, but I'm glad they did. I didn't want to have to hear you crying all weekend. All weekend about, oh my God, all my teams lost today. I'm still, I'm still getting this horrible feedback right here every time <laughs> you talk when you talk your crap. But anyways, I mean, we needed, we need the, the Packers. The Packers needed that win against the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers are a really tough team. They're it's they're they're an incredibly tough team right now. And it's it's it was it was cool to go ahead and see how the Packers. We, it seems like the Packers always have issues with the Steelers because they are such a tough team. Their defense is super tough. Um, but the the announcers did make a good point at the fact that when Roethlisberger in his prime, he was able to you know yeah. In, Joe, uh, Joe, Andrew just just met, just commented to, commented saying Big Ben is done, and it's funny you mentioned that because the announcers are talking about how in his prime, Big Ben used to be able to scramble and nobody could take him down. You had defenders coming at him from all sides, and he would just shrug him off like there was nothing. Now, not so much. Now he's moving a little bit slower. The age is starting to get to him. The years of pain and the years of you know, shrugging off all those all those defenders coming out. It's starting to take a toll on Big Ben. So the question is, will this be Big Ben's final season with the Steelers? I honestly think he's got maybe one, maybe two more years left before he calls it quits. I think you're probably right. He he doesn't I mean he's certainly not at the top of his game anymore. And um you know, I mean he conceivably could try and hang on with another team he could try and do a lot of things to stick around but after com- you know completing everything he's completed 
making as much money as he's made over his career? Does he really, is he one of those guys who's going to play until they drag him off the field and, you know, tell him you suck? I, I you know, I, I don't know. Some guys do that. Um, personally, I couldn't care less what happens as long as he never wins another championship. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry. What? The man's won two championships and he's raped two women. I was going to do I math. Will... I don't want him winning a third. We're going to talk about that. I was going to bring that up right now. How oh. I think it was you that told me that theory that every time he wins, he tends to go, he tends I, to party I, a little too much. He, he celebrates differently than other people. I don't want him winning a third championship. Well, Jessica Stewart Rodriguez uh, commented saying he should definitely consider retiring after this season. I actually have to agree on that. I don't think, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think he has it in him anymore to go ahead and get any more any more championships i mean there's a, the nfl is filled with brand new young talent and the talent pool is insane right now i mean you have you have uh you have uh freaking uh mahomes you know you have uh lamar jackson you have Jameis winston you have all these brand new talented players that are, Murray, are Daniel Jones, Kyle, exactly. I mean, you have, you have so many talented players that are the new generation, are this generation's heroes right now that can actually that are making the sport very, very interesting to watch right now. I mean, the way they move, the way they scramble, the way they do all these different types of of movements in the pocket, out of the pocket. I mean, they're they're amazing. It makes you say, "Wow, I can't believe he just made that. He just did that run right now." I mean. I'm a, again, I'm a Packers fan. Do I want to see Rodgers continue playing? Of course. Will he continue to play with the Packers? That's more than likely not going to be the case next season. As much as I hate to say it, it's possible that if Green Bay does not get another Super Bowl, which is highly, highly unlikely they'll get another Super Bowl this year, more than likely Rodgers will retire. I mean, not retire. He'll go to a different team. Or he might retire. You know that may, that may be the case. Retire. I think Rodgers has a lot left in him, and personally, I think he will want to show that. I think he's got enough in him. In my opinion, very similar to Montana leaving San Francisco to go mm-hmm. to Kansas City. He's going to want to prove he's still got it. He's going to want to prove he can do it somewhere else. You know the man loves Green Bay, but he's got some issues with ownership now at the moment, and those things can poison a relationship. Very um, much so. You know, I like you said, if they don't hit the Super Bowl again this year, uh, at least make the Super Bowl, I don't see him coming back with the Packers. Uh, but like you said, I, I don't see him retiring. I really think he's he's going to play another couple of years after he's got, this at least. I think he's got another five years. And I told you this before, that... Even if Rodgers leaves, I'm still going to be an Aaron Rodgers fan. For, for whatever team, wherever, wherever he goes, I like Aaron Rodgers. I'm a Rodgers fan. I mean, the stuff that he does in the pocket, the damn near the impossible. We're talking about how, uh, how some of these QBs are said to be the GOATs. I honestly do not think Tom Brady should be considered the GOAT. We talked about this before. Tom Brady should not be considered the GOAT because... It's like I t- it's like I put it this way. It's like playing a video game and entering all the cheat codes so that way you can win every single time. That's Tom Brady. That's the best way I could describe how he's created his team, how he's 
drafted all these players because he has the office backing him up. If Rodgers had that same type of support from the front office, you could best believe the Packers would be a completely different team, you know, and Rodgers would be Super Bowl bound. But unfortunately, that's not the case. So to call to call Brady the GOAT, it's I don't think so. I have to say he's convincing me more now that he's left New England. He has started to take a control of that offense in Tampa Bay and really make it his own. Um, I told you before that I'm not a fan of system quarterbacks. You know, Montana was a bit of a system quarterback. He was Joe Walsh's quarterback. You know, Mm. he was the guy that, you know, could run that system better than anybody. But would I take, I told you this before, I would take a guy like John Elway over over Montana any day Mm -hmm. because of what he could create, Mm -hmm. what he could do, what he did with considerably less talented teams around him and still succeeded and won. Um, Brady, when he was with Belichick, in my opinion, was more of a system quarterback. You know, he True. played in a system that was geared to work perfectly. They drafted people to fit just in this system. And while that may deliver a lot of championships and a lot of wins, it doesn't make you the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion. But True. he's doing more and taking more of a lead role and creating more of a more of his own style of offense with Tampa Bay. And if he keeps this up with them for the next couple of years, I don't know. He might convince me. Well, I mean, it just, he says he wants to play until he's 50. I mean, that's, can he do it? That's, that's a real question. I mean, as long as, I mean, in my opinion, as long as he keeps on, you know, uh, cherry picking his, his linemen's. And they protect them at all costs. Then, yeah, he might be able to make it to fifty. Still throwing that's, that ball. That's going to be the the key issue because it's not about his maintenance. You know, the man. I mean, the man. It's he's legendary for his strict diet, his strict regimen, his strict workout routines. His, you know, the the man doesn't miss a second of True. putting in the work, and he does it with his food, with his nutrition, with everything. So that's not going to be the problem. The problem is, can whatever team he's playing for keep him on his feet and keep him from getting racked up? Because as you get older, I don't care how good a shape you're in, you are not going to heal as quickly. Plain and simple. And if he gets no, one of, of those bad, no, he gets one of no those way. bad injuries, like what happened to Andrew Luck, you know, freaking bruised spleen and punctured lung and whatever, his career is going to be done. He ain't playing to fifty if he gets hammered like that. There's just no way. Um, there's no way his body will allow that to happen. But if they can build around him, keep the offensive line strong, and keep him on his feet, I don't see any reason why Brady can't play till he's fifty. He's he's well, a freak I mean, of nature, just gonna, especially with his you know regiment. We're just gonna have to wait and see and find out see what happens exactly because who knows what's gonna happen. We might have another. We might have another lockdown. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and but well, speaking speaking of uh, the the pandemic and everything else, it seems that it's affected the whole vaccination thing. Has affected some NBA players. Some NBA players are opting not to get vaccinated. 
but a couple have already given in right now. And and I mean, here's the thing. I mean, this is this is always a touchy subject. Anti-vaxxers are saying, you know, uh, we're not going to go ahead and put something in our system, this, that, and the other. Here's my thing. In a sense, I can see, I can understand why people are hesitant. And Jeremy, we talked about this before. I can see why people are hesitant about getting the vaccine. And in my opinion, I mean, here's the thing. They just came out with a news report, but they didn't emphasize on this news report saying how the vaccine even urinated and the, and it's because I just had a, uh, a, uh, a, uh, a virtual checkup with my dad's doctor and everything. And she was just telling me how she needs to see him in person. I was like, well, here's the thing. The vaccine prevents you or doesn't prevent you from getting coronavirus. We already know that you could get it even if you're vaccinated. However, people that have underlying conditions and are over 65 years of age, they have seen that even if they're vaccinated, and they get the virus, they can still die from the virus. That's why people are asking, please continue the the social distancing. Please continue to wear masks and everything else. Please continue to be, you know, practice hygiene, you know, uh, 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 sanitizing your hands and everything. So I asked the doctor, I said, I told her, so what do you think of this? And she basically said, well, I didn't like the answer that she gave me. She was like, well, I mean, you can say the same thing about the flu. You can die from the flu, even though you have the vaccine, the flu vaccine. But in my opinion, that wasn't a good answer for me, because at the end of the day, the flu isn't as transmissible as the, the coronavirus right now, which is even more transmissible. It's even more contagious. So I don't know. I mean, they should definitely emphasize on the fact of the matter, because then you have people coming in and saying, oh, well, you didn't tell us this or you said for, you're, you're, you're going, you're going, you're wishy-washy. You're first saying that the masks are useful and now you're saying that they're not. Now you're saying that they are. They need to be clear for a lot of people so that we have an excuse to say, well, now see, see, you didn't tell us this before. See, why should I even get vaccinated now? Blah, blah, blah. Granted, it's it's a double-edged sword, but at the same time, I I think that it's a good idea to go ahead and just tell people, okay, this is what's going to happen if you get vaccinated. If you have an underlying condition or if you're over 65 and you get sick, you could die. You could still die even if you're vaccinated. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, am I wrong here? I, think, I don't think you're wrong in that they should emphasize it, but I'm going to correct you on one thing is that now it's not impossible to die from the coronavirus, you know, being older and everything else if you're vaccinated, but the numbers are still insanely small. The Delta variant, on the other hand, has been strong enough with its mutation to be taking out a lot of people who've been vaccinated, but who have underlying conditions and are over 65. Um, the elderly who've gotten hit with this variant, even being vaccinated, have been very susceptible and we've lost a lot of people. The numbers are showing that. But you and I were talking about, there is a, a lack of fundamental understanding amongst the general public. And I don't want to call people morons, but, you know, in general, they don't understand how medicine works. Okay, medicine is not black and white. You can go to two different doctors, have them give you two different opinions on how to deal with a medical issue, and they can both be 100% correct. Okay, 
medicine changes all the time. What we understand about viruses, what we understand about how certain ones work, how it affects us. We learn those things over time and things change. You know, it drives me insane listening to all these people. Fauci's a liar. You can't trust anything he says because he changed his mind and said this now. Are you kidding? That's how medicine works. Our understanding of how these things work changes over time as they see the numbers, as they see the proof, as they see tangible evidence. Those things change constantly. And it, they well, will mean, never stop changing because we're always learning about how things affect the human body. So people need to understand that just because someone said this before and the understanding of it has now changed and now this is more accurate does not mean someone was lying in the first place. Medicine works on you formulate your opinion on the best available evidence. And then as that evidence changes, the opinion changes. And people don't seem to understand that, which causes a lot of the problems we're having right now. So do I think they should emphasize the mask still and emphasize that it's still dangerous, even being vaccinated? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've told you, I was vaccinated months and months ago, and I still wear my mask out even before the Delta variant. I wear my mask out no matter when, if we're around people, if we're in a group, I'm going inside a store, whatever. Um, again, I don't really do it for me. I do it to protect others. I do it to protect the people around me. My family is vaccinated, but my mother is 65. My stepfather has a massive COPD condition and has less than 40% lung function. I'm not going to risk bringing anything back. I'm not going to risk giving something to somebody on the street or in a crowd and having them take it home to their child or something. You know, I'm I'm not going to do that. That's I don't care. My rights are not more important than looking out for other people. That's how I feel. If you disagree with me, I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for how I feel. I am going to put others first. That's how I live my life. And, and, you know, I mean, then that's, and that's your choice to do that. I mean, my whole thing here is I am actually, what I am against is, and, and I think this also has a lot of people, uh, that, that, uh, a lot of people that, that are also hesitant is the whole, the whole government intervening and them saying that if you don't get vaccinated, you can't go here, you can't go there, certain jobs, blah, blah, blah. My thing is, is that, you know, I don't I, I personally don't like that. But at the same time, I'm also the type of person that says, OK, you don't want to get vaccinated. Fine. Don't get vaccinated. But at the very least, wear a mask and get yourself if you're working with people, get yourself checked, get yourself tested to make sure that you're not infected. That's all I ask. So that way I can be safe and my loved ones could be safe as well. And we could feel good about being around you for that. That's all I asked for. But if you could go, if you're, if you're an anti-vaxxer and you're also anti-mask, this virus is no joke. This virus is no joke. This virus kills. And it doesn't care how old you are. It kills any age. That's the problem. So, I mean, it, that, that's the only thing I don't, I don't like. I mean, we have, um, you know, on our stream right now, Cindy Stark, she said, amen, Jeremy, to everything you said. Uh, Joe Andrew is commenting, commenting. He says, so no Christmas caroling with, uh, with you this year. 
Uh, Mel Andrick says, yay, Jeremy, I'm with you. Joe also went ahead and commented again, said, mandates are wrong. Once you give the government that much power, they will never give it back. Um, I, I mean, you know, that's that's something a lot of people are, are talking about as well. I uh, would say this. If we didn't have so many morons who don't care about other people, the government wouldn't have to get involved. Unfortunately, that's that's actually... But the problem is, there are way too many people who are self-entitled and believe their rights are more important than other people dying. And technically, And technically, the government isn't really interfering. All these businesses, this is nothing that people don't understand. These businesses that are requiring you to get vaccinated, they're all privately owned businesses. They have nothing to do with the government. They are all privately owned. So they go by the at will uh, type of uh, uh, type of uh, um, uh, uh, freaking concept or whatever that they could fire you at will. They could fire you for whatever reason. If and, and, and the thing is that they're saying that if you get fired for not getting vaccinated, you do not get unemployment. Now, the way that works is that the unemployment, they see it as, I mean, granted, it's a little bit of a workaround, but they see it as you got fired because you did not follow the guidelines of that business. If the business has guidelines stating that you have to get vaccinated or you can't work, those are the guidelines you have to follow in order to continue to work for that privately owned business. That's 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 just the way it is. It has nothing to do with government. Now, government does step in for federal jobs they go ahead and they require you to get vaccinated for federal employees that's what they're there for so anybody that works for like any first responders that uh that are you know any first responders period or government workers they have to follow that mandate they have no choice um, I mean, they have a choice. My family's been in the military for years, and it cracks me up. We have all these soldiers who want to get online, and they're not going to force me, and da da da. They have already forced you to take every other damn vaccine and every other thing they do. The second you signed in for the military, you gave up every right to your personal being. Every right. They get to do whatever the hell they want to you. Plain and simple. But because people allowed this issue to be politicized by a bunch of morons on social media and on news and on everything else and politicized an issue that is not political you have people who are making a big deal out of it i'm sorry you were already forced in the military to get every vaccine they want if they're sending you somewhere you're taking every vaccine they give you you don't have a choice yep this is no different and the other thing, too, people are also complaining about, oh, well, in order to travel, you need to go ahead and show vaccination card. That has happened for years. That has been going on for years, even before this pandemic. In order to travel to, to certain countries, you have to show proof that you've been vaccinated for smallpox and a bunch of other crap. You have to be vaccinated for that. And so that's no different. That really hasn't changed. It you know, hasn't changed at all. <laughs> and on top of that, people want to make it out like, our government has some control over another country requiring proof of this to let you come in. Another country gets to decide whether you're allowed to come in or not, and they get to set whatever fucking rules they want. Plain and simple. Our government has nothing to do with that. If Japan says you can't come here unless you've been vaccinated, that has nothing to do with us. Nothing. They yep. get to make that decision. They're a sovereign nation. And another thing too that that uh, I remember that uh, 
many people. I, I, I was actually always very hesitant on the, the vaccines. Uh, Derek McDonald said, real quick, Derek McDonald says, my cousin and I work, uh, were just talking about, I'm sorry, uh, Hold on. <laughs> these things are these things are coming in like faster and I'm like, oh my god. Um actually, I don't know what happened here. Some of the, the feed kind of went down a little bit. Um and the electrical and everything and the Facebook yeah, it's, earlier we it's, might be having some It's screwing with it a little, a little bit here. Uh well Derek actually I think you must have sent uh deleted his comment, but Kimberly Leanne Colbert says my family and I got vaccinated in March and I still got it. Uh but we went and got the antibody shot as well. Uh, my dad uh, delivers oxygen, and his boss told him keep quiet about it because he didn't want to have to run his route. Uh, we are we are much better now, by the way. Uh, Jessica Stewart Rodriguez says, "Yes, this is a real life issue that is killing people. It's about lives, not politics." Uh, Joe Alexander, Joe Andrew is saying, "Enjoying the combo, guys. Thanks for doing it." I mean, this is this is this is this is this is what this podcast is really about. We were kind of limited on the last podcast that we had, which uh, I'll, I'll say the last podcast that we were on was called The Xander Effect. Uh, I was the host. I went by my stage name, Xander Dames. I go now by my actual God-given name, Dave Navarro. Uh, and uh, in this podcast, is a little bit different because we get to, we're pretty much unhinged. And we can say whatever we want. And this, I told Jeremy about this, and Jeremy's like, "Oh, don't, don't, don't say that to me. Don't, don't tease me with that T-bone stick in front of me." <laughs> so he's gonna say what he wants to say. Uh, Derek McDonald said, "My cousin and I were just talking about that. He spent 34 years in the military and says he can't remember all the things injected in him." Um, Jessica Stewart Rodriguez says, "Yes, loving this. Thanks, guys." So I mean, it, it again. Many people are going to be against this. You want to be against being vaccinated. You want to be an anti-vaxxer or just be against this particular vaccine. Go for it. Be happy doing that. But at the same time, please wear a mask because I don't want to, I don't want to catch anything that you have if you get it. You know, please get yourself tested if you're working with people. I mean, again, you can't really do anything about private businesses. You just can't. There's no way you could do anything about private private businesses. They go ahead and they do whatever it is they want to do whenever they want to do it. That's just the bottom. And I mean, it's a dress code. I mean, businesses have had dress codes in forever. You don't get to come in and say, well, I don't believe in suits. I don't believe in ties. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Well, then you're fired. That's how a private business works. And that's exactly, you know, that's exactly what I got. I got to say, I like some of the creative methods that businesses are using to incentivize people to, to get vaccinated um, in their, you know, in their business. Uh, unions have been a bit of an issue with this because unions don't like to have anything dictated to them, to their members. Uh, so businesses had to get a little creative and they started offering reduced rates on health insurance if you got vaccinated they started offering different things like that but they also incentivized it with some penalties there are certain companies as well as that have managed to get around being able to mandate a vaccine by basically putting the cost on the union members so you don't want to get the vaccine that's fine you have to be tested twice a week it comes out of your own pocket at 200 dollars a pop Another incentive, you get the you get the virus. A lot of uh, hospitals are saying that if you get the virus and you're not vaccinated, your insurance premiums go all the way up. They're going to go ahead and charge you an arm and a leg for that. Uh, They're they're using a lot of creative methods to incentivize it. 
Jason Griffin says science says masks don't work and the vaccine isn't a vaccine. Just just move to a free state. I don't want to listen to any craziness. Thank you. You can take your ridiculous opinion and go put it on Fox News or something. <laughs> unhinged. Unhinged. I'm sorry. I'm not putting up with that bullshit. I'm not putting up with that bullshit. Sorry. Don't even. Don't read his crap anymore. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Masks do work. It has been proven. The numbers show it. California, even before the vaccines, was one of the lowest states because we had the mandates, because those things were working. The numbers actually do dictate that masks help slow it. May not stop it, but it helps slow it. It's absolutely proof. And yes, it is a vaccine. I work with many doctors. I know many doctors. I have many doctors who are friends. They have all told me. I have researched it. They have researched it. I have friends who are virologists. I have friends who are surgeons. I have friends who are, I mean, I'm sorry, that is 100% bullshit pseudoscience, and I'm not having that on here. Well, uh, another, another, uh, we got another comment too. Uh, we have uh, Jessica, Rod- Jessica Stewart Rodriguez says, one thing 2020 has taught us uh, is is we literally ha- only have control over how we react to what life throws at us. Uh, so that's that's definitely that's definitely true. Um, Cindy Stark says 21 bus drivers called out last Monday. So that's another that's another uh, that's another piece of news over over this whole thing. It's it, what sucks about this situation is how it's divided everybody. We were already pretty divided as it is. Now this has just become even worse. We have one side anti-vaxxers we have the other side that that want that need to that that are trying to get the vaccine we have the middle side that doesn't know which way to go but they hear both sides and they're like i don't know what to do um <laughs> well if, i think the world is all over the place right now in my opinion well i wouldn't say the world is all over the place most other countries are on board most other countries are getting vaccinated as quickly as they possibly can and wearing masks and doing all the things they're supposed to it is the self-entitled americans whose rights are so important that are being a bunch of idiots so you know it's 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 a fact it's most of the other countries are getting shit under control most other countries actually are following the suggestions of the doctors and the science that's what most other countries are doing Here, we'd rather rather tune in to some idiot who's going to tell us lies because it makes us feel better and it's what we want to hear rather than actually trying to research some amount of truth. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that on that note, I'm going to go ahead and uh, close out. I wanted to thank every single person that was in the stream today for your comments uh, actually, one last comment or two last comments right here. Cindy Stark says she's going to go ahead and send me the article. Uh, D- uh, Delius Tim Kennedy says America is <laughs> is the Karens of the world. <laughs> you got that right, Delius. Um, so that's that's funny. We're going to go ahead and uh, end it with that, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Navarro Miller Report. Uh, as you can see, I did update the score right now. Chargers are up fourteen zero against the Raiders. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that all ends up. Join us again this Friday. We have a, uh, a musical artist, Amanda Holly, will be joining us as a special guest uh, co-host. So uh, make sure you t- tune in. Same bad time, same bad channel, 6 p.m. 
uh, Pacific Standard Time. We stream again live. This is a live stream. We're going to do a recast very soon on, on uh, all other audio devices. We'll keep you posted on that. But again, thank you so much. Remember, wear your mask. Continue that. Continue the man, the, what's going on right now. If you're not, don't get tested. Be safe out there. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much again for joining us. Jeremy, thanks again for being here. Thank you guys for uh, for joining us. This is awesome, and we look forward to seeing you again. <laughs> we'll see you next time, everybody. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report. <laughs>